Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Joe's Tango Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Yang. Thanks for listening. And I'd like to welcome all you new listeners out there. Glad you decided to tune in. So whether you're a seasoned tango dancer or a novice, you've come to the right place. When it comes to tango dancing, I know we pick up a lot from taking classes, workshops, and private lessons. But what about the personal anecdotes and insights of the very teachers who guide us? Aren't those valuable to our learning? Yes, they are. And through the interviews on this podcast, we will bring that resource to you directly. Okay, we got another great show for you today. My guest is originally from Buenos Aires, but is now based in Chicago, Illinois. He's been teaching and performing for over a decade, having studied with a variety of tango maestros. He and his partner have been invited to teach at a number of major festivals in North America, and they were once part of the exclusive staff of La Viruta, which is the most famous milonga in Buenos Aires. And I should add that he is also a phenomenal DJ. With a very clear and personable teaching style, he's very well known for his method of easily communicating important tango fundamentals. And with me now is Hernan Prieto. Hernan, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. It's great to be talking to you. Thank you, Joe. How's it going? Good. I'm doing really well. It was really fun taking another class from you at the Windy City Tango Festival. Yeah, it was a great time of year. Yeah. yeah we have a lot of people coming out from different cities all around Midwest. Some people coming from Puerto Rico, the West Coast. It was mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fun time. All right. Okay, just to jump into things, Hernand, how did you fall in love with tango? Well, you know, I am from Buenos Aires. I am a porteño. Mm -hmm. So tango was always around me. My earliest memories of tango, it's my grandparents having uh, at their house playing tango pretty much all the time. For my generation, mm-hmm. tango is the music that people, they don't want to dance and listen anymore because mm-hmm. it's related to old crowd. So tango was not that popular. I see. And what happened is one day I was, go- I was going to college and mm-hmm. one classmate, I was just starting fresh year my first uh, year of college, mm-hmm. one classmate talked about a class of tango uh, nearby where I was living. Mm. So I decided, okay, why not? I will try. And although I never saw myself dancing tango, I always was intrigued about it. Mm. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I always know. I will always wanted to know how to to dance tango. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's how it started. I was 17, 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was your very first tango lesson like? Oh, incredible. I yeah. arrived to this place. Mm-hmm. So in a uh, speak easy place. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you arrive to a cultural center that it has nothing to do with tango. Actually, it was an Armenian cultural center. Oh. I walk there and I ask about the tango classes and they say, yeah, I'm down the stairs. Mm-hmm. So I go downstairs and I found this huge, enormous place. Mm-hmm. Full of young people. Mm. Everybody dressed so casual. T-shirts, jeans, sneakers. Mm-hmm. And they were dancing tango. Yeah. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And I stumbled a little bit at the beginning with the, the bloody basic steps. <laughs> but then I got it and I loved it. And from there, I start taking classes nonstop. That was La Viruta, 
mm-hmm. uh, in Buenos Aires, a very famous tango school. Nice, yeah. So your first dance at a milonga, what was that like? Oh, I had the luck, I would say. At the beginning, I had some friends taking classes with me, so we were all going together to take classes and then stayed a little later to practice. But I remember the very first time I decided to go to a milonga. I was doing my research in where to go and asking other people, and they recommend another place, famous for the milongas. Mm-hmm. And it was Salon Canning. It was another couple of blocks away from where I used to live. I was quite lazy. All the <laughs> milongas in class, they were all walking distance from where I used to live. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I went there with a couple of friends, and I only knew how to do maybe one ocho, one back ocho, one forward ocho, and maybe one hero. Mm-hmm. And I stayed the whole night dancing with that. But yeah, I remember the feeling of overwhelmed mm. because the I don't know, it was the milonga, the the atmosphere. Everybody looked that they were dancing so good. And they <laughs> and didn't even know how to manage the space, how to navigate properly. And but it was it was so interesting. I loved I loved the, the tango scene, all these codes that you don't understand right at the beginning, how to get into the dance or how to ask somebody to, to dance, all that kind of things. I loved it. Yeah, I see. Nice. And I still love it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So as you were getting better at tango and taking classes and really getting addicted to tango like, like uh, many of us do, what's some <laughs> really good or some memorable advice that you've gotten from some of your own teachers that you still carry with you today? Oh, Probably I like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. One is trying to... And, and I know that it can sound quite vague, but it's mm-hmm. to try to understand the music. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that understanding the lyric, but to understand the music, what what it makes you feel, mm-hmm. what it takes you. And I think it took me a lot to understand what that means. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I try to explain that to my students, but what, and it's, it's hard. It's hard to explain and it's also hard to leave. Yeah. what I mean mm-hmm. because in a way we become quite automat into mm-hmm. the movements you know we are repetitive into the movements and if we just move without caring mm-hmm. why I'm doing this in the right moment mm-hmm. I think everything starts getting a little bit senseless uh. and the other one is Take as many classes as you can with mm-hmm. all the different instructors as you can. Everybody has something to say that you might not hear it or you might hear it again and it will support what you think or they may make you think in a different way, something that you already thought that you knew it. Mm-hmm. So that's the other one. Yeah. Take as many classes as you can. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's no moment to stop. Yeah. I think this is, uh, yeah, there's always something. Yeah, absolutely. So, Hernan, how did you start teaching? Can you describe that journey? Oh, yeah. I became quite addicted to tango from the very beginning. So I took thousands and thousands of classes, and mm-hmm. I was going to Milonga pretty much every day. And one of the places that I used to hang out a lot and also taking classes with was La Viruta, especially all the Horacio Godoy classes. Yeah. And so we became quite close, like 
uh, into this mentor-student relationship. Mm-hmm. And one day he said, you know what, I think you could be a nice addition to my staff of instructors here. Mm. I never want you to be a tango instructor. I never really? want you to be a tango. No, 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 no. Wow. No, I was so far away from that. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't want to be a tango instructor, a tango dancer. I was just happy being a social milonguero. Mm. That was enough for me. Okay. He asked me to start teaching the class. And he said, you know what? You will be... You will pair up with this other... Um, teacher who just started teaching Papu Mount ago, mm-hmm. and that instructor was Daniel Arroyo. Ah. On my very first tango class, I taught with Daniela. Mm-hmm. That was 14 years ago, and wow. from there we kept teaching non-stop. Wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was kind, kind of random that we ended up being a tango couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, was, it wasn't that we planned this ahead or, you know, or I was looking for a partner to, like it happened many times, I was looking for a partner to teach classes. Or, no, it was somebody had a better plan and they put us together and it worked. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to hear how, how these things happen. So. So, Hernan, a lot of our students, especially uh, those who are novices or beginners, they have uh, a number of negative thoughts when they, um, when they come to milongas. I mean, they want to be at the milongas, but sometimes they, they're afraid of making mistakes or they think, oh, I'm afraid of not having a good dance or I'm afraid my partner won't like me. So how do, we, how do you address those concerns as a, as a teacher? Well, first of all, we have to understand that we dance for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't dance for anybody else. Uh-huh. And it takes long to understand it, but believe me, that's quite relieving. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that you don't dance for anybody or you don't dance to please anybody, mm-hmm. that puts you in a better position already. Mm-hmm. But I understand, it's, as, as, as I said before, it's overwhelming. The, yeah. the, the Milonga situation, it's still being overwhelming for many of us. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we go to places and I don't know anybody there. And it's like crashing into a, a wedding where everybody knows each other and you yeah. are the other dog. You are there no, no, knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But the best way to, to proceed, I would say it's to relax in that matter. Dance mm-hmm. uh, for yourself. Everybody understand from the first five seconds what if you are a beginner or an intermediate or an advanced or an incredible advanced uh, dancer? Mm-hmm. So you don't need to demonstrate anything. Yeah. And if you are with uh, somebody who is empathic and they know what they're doing, they will make you feel great. So mm-hmm. that's all what I would say. Okay, good. Yeah, dance for yourself. Don't worry about the other person. That's, that's absolutely. Good. Yeah, yeah. So, what are some good ways, Hernan, for advanced students to help the beginner students, perhaps at a practica? You know, I think I really believe in practicas. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with this idea. I still hard for me to understand. I think here in states, or at least in the communities that I visit uh, most often, mm-hmm. I believe practicas became an informal milonga. Mm-hmm. 
and they are losing a little bit the concept of a practica. Uh, the practica should be a moment for practice. It's a moment to explore, to try, to go against rules. You know, that's what a practica is. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a moment to go and ask a question. Uh, you know, I see you doing that hero that you just lead to mm -hmm. that person. Could you show me how you did it? Because I am doing it this way. And, you know, that's how a practica should be. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a, a practica. It's also a good moment for the newcomers. To experience a little bit how could it be dancing more socially and also it's a good moment to to meet and, and know other people you know of the communities of the tango of the tango scene mm -hmm. yeah i think it's I, 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 I get what you're saying yeah because uh you know sometimes our, our, our teachers aren't always around and it, sometimes we just have to that's right to, right or, <laughs> or even if the if the teachers are around, it's a good moment just to ask the, mm -hmm. the instructor, hey, you know, I remember three weeks ago you taught something like this and I'm still not getting it. Mm -hmm. And if the instructor is there, why not? Yeah. Or or maybe also the instructor, it's a good moment for the instructor to practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, many times it happens that the instructor, they don't have a moment for themselves to mm -hmm. practice, Yeah. you know, and to practice new moves and and be vulnerable, you know. Mm -hmm. That's a other thing that it's also interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like what you said about earlier. Just asking other people, say, "Hey, I did the the molinete this way or, or the molinete that way," and because we learn so much from each other as well. As oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Look, this is not a discipline. This is not as ballet. That mm -hmm. most of the rules movements are rigid, and they are already created and they have a way and technique to do it. Mm -hmm. Most of these movements, they are coming from people who had no dance background mm -hmm. and it's good to explore, to try to make it better, to make it look better, to try it in a different way. If I know these sacadas through the right way, I cannot try these sacadas through the left. Maybe they work, maybe they don't, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that spirit of experimentation. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's something that we are all lacking a little bit lately, yeah. the moment of explore. Yeah, so Hernan, you have taught many, many classes over the years in many different cities. What are some things you've learned from your own students? From my students? Oh, I don't want to sound cliche, but I think I, understand. I, mm -hmm. I learned a lot from them. One of the things that I think I learned is how to communicate ideas. Mm -hmm. that's one of the main things the other one is because before coming here I worked many years teaching in Buenos Aires mm -hmm. and I think the process was different too you know uh, the way of teaching there and here are not the same mm -hmm. and not in the movement itself the, the movement the sequence how to do an audio I, you teach it everywhere the same way mm -hmm. but what I mean is how important is here to understand why people are dancing tango? Mm -hmm. Why make them choose this dance over other? Mm -hmm. You know, um, and that's something that I'm still trying to to learn from them. Why? Why they want this dance? Why? It's, because it's not an easy dance. There are so many other options down there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and why? Why this one and not something more simple? or 
less complicated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So kind of along the lines with, with students again, and, and I remember you mentioned uh, being intrigued with music. So as a teacher at Anand, how do you introduce uh, the concept of musicality to beginners? Uh-huh. That's a good question. I think many things goes into the drawer of musicality. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to separate what somebody means about musicality. Mm-hmm. And I think I see musicality as a pyramid. You know, there are different mm-hmm. steps, there are different things into mm-hmm. what I consider musicality. Okay. To me, uh, musicality goes from understanding just the strong beat of the music, going through phrases to some uh, alterations in some patterns like syncopation and all that, mm-hmm. to, I don't know, maybe to follow with one specific violin in, sa- in some troid of species, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that goes into musicality. Okay. And I think according on, the, on your moment of dancing, Mm-hmm. You can understand or you can perceive or you can move to different elements mm-hmm. of that big pyramid I'm talking. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I talk to I talk about musicality to a beginner, I would be just happy if they can understand what the beat is mm-hmm. and if they can step on the beat. Yeah. And that it's just for me that's enough. Okay. And, and of course, then we start introducing what a phrase is. And if they can start dancing where a phrase starts and try to finish a sequence or a movement when the phrase finished, mm-hmm. those kind of things, are, I think they are, they are what they really need at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, there's so many different layers to musicality. But Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but starting with that strong beat, that's a really good... Because sometimes we go, you know, we all go to festivals and we see into the uh, class syllabus musicality, mm-hmm. like one topic. And what is that? They can talk about the beat or they can go into, you know, it's so deep and so vast yeah. that it could go everything into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Hernan, I've heard there's always something new when it comes to learning tango. So, even though you've had so much experience, What's something new that you've learned recently over the last few years that that's mm. maybe surprised you or intrigued you? Uh-huh. Let me see. <laughs> Let me see. That's an unexpected question. Uh, <laughs> again, I, I know that it sounds so cliche, but there's always something new to learn about this. Mm-hmm. And, and I think probably we hear everything in the very first two, three years of our dance mm-hmm. moment, but then with time, you start to understanding the and grasping the, the, the concept. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I am, that I got recently, it has to do with how to manage different energies. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is how to go from very slow, smooth movements to super fast and energetic and rigid mm-hmm. uh, body tone. That's something that I, I don't know if I learned it already, but I am <laughs> starting <laughs> to grasp better than mm-hmm. four years ago. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, like you said, there's just something maybe that's familiar to us or we think we know it and then we discover another layer or we really yeah. feel it. Yeah, yeah, that's always that's the fun thing about always practicing your tango. You never know when that feeling is going to happen in the middle of a milonga, middle of a performance. That's right. You never know. Yeah, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. So, Arnan, how do you keep challenging yourself? How I keep training? That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, different ways. Mm-hmm train to dance as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And what I find that it's very helpful for me is to dance with people that I never danced before. Oh, okay. Or with people that I don't dance often. Mm-hmm. So it's nice when I have out of town visiting mm-hmm. the place I live or when I travel out of out of town. Mm-hmm. That's uh that's a good train for me. And always watching, watching, watching. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. for me. The, I, I am quite visual person. Watching other people dance, I, I think it's a, a big source of inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ernan, you are also a very well-known DJ. So, anybody listening, if you're going to a milonga and Ernan is DJing, you must go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how did you start getting that into the music of tango to become a DJ? Uh, I started DJing uh, again, like a, like many of my my things in tango, mm-hmm. just random. Yeah, I never wanted again. I never wanted to be DJ. Mm-hmm. And one day, somebody said, "Hey, I need a DJ because I am traveling out of town." Mm-hmm. Would you mind playing music? And that's how I started. Oh. That's simple as that. Um, but of course, then I learned. I learned what it goes together, what it doesn't go together, what it makes a good tanda, and mm-hmm. what's the, the moment to play this and when it's not, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of things that you learn it with time. It's like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fun to hear how, how that starts. And yeah, it's it, a lot of it's just random, and here you are. <laughs> oh, yeah, random and necessity, right? Those yeah. are the two main factors that makes big things happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Anand, where do we find out more about you online? Well, you can find all in our webpage. Mm-hmm. And when I say our, it means uh, Daniela and I. Yeah. You can find everything about our tours and our classes, regular classes here in Chicago, uh-huh. in danielayernan.net. Okay. There, all our information schedule, everything is there. Mm-hmm. Or just contact us on Facebook. You yeah. will find everything there too. Okay. Great. I'll have your, your website in the show notes so people will be able to find Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. And thank you, Hernan, for taking the time to speak to me. I know you're really busy. You have a lot of things coming up, and uh, you just have a very, just a really, really busy, busy guy. So <laughs> I really appreciate you taking the time. And I'm, my pleasure. Yeah, and I'm sure the listening audience will will uh, enjoy it as well. So thank you again, Hernan, and best of luck to you. And I'm sure I'll see you soon in Chicago. Thank you. Whenever you want, here we are. Okay, great. All right. Take care. Have a good day. You too. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. It was fun to finally get a chance to speak with Hernan and to hear about how he got to where he is. It's so fascinating to hear about the backstories of our teachers and how their journeys began in seemingly random ways. You just never know where things will take you after you start. 
And I'm really glad Hernan brought up the importance of practicas and how they offer valuable opportunities to move our tango forward. And like he said, practicas are often treated like mini milongas, and that's not making the best use of our time. It's better to attend a practica with the goal of improving our technique or particular steps, and also to explore and experiment with tango. And I really like how Hernan asserts that tango is not a discipline like ballet. Although our classes and workshops largely follow and organize structure, learning tango itself is kind of messy. We have to try things out and we'll have to see what works and what doesn't through an empirical process. And there's usually more than one method on how to get something to work. On the journey to becoming a good tango dancer, there's no book of strict tango rules to consult. So don't dismiss those practicas. They are one of the most efficient ways to become a better dancer. So thank you again, Hernan, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And of course, thank you to all you listeners for tuning in. I really appreciate your support. I love getting that feedback too. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, go ahead and send me a message at wisconsintango at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, this is the part where I ask you to head on over to iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcasting platform you're using. Hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star rating and a review. That helps out a lot. Okay, that's it for today. You've been listening to Joe's Tango Podcast. New episodes every Monday. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Mm-hmm.